0: All right, welcome everyone back for uh, Book of Experts TV. And today we're gonna be talking about Facebook groups, building communities, building big Facebook groups. We actually have uh, one of the most interesting uh, members here on our, um, uh, with the coaching jungle community on Facebook. We'll be talking to our guest about how he built that big community, how he gets it so engaged and how you can do the same thing uh, for yourself as well. Time for Book of Experts TV. Topics you love. Experts you trust. Friction-free referrals. Tried. Tested. Trusted. This is Book of Experts, brought to you by SalesMath.me. Super. So uh, welcome, Mark Mawinney. Excited to have you here on the Book of Experts TV, the podcast, everything that we'll be sharing through our channels. Uh, you and I have chatted before on your podcast. so I'm super excited to have you here as well. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tobin. So, uh, Mark, I, I'm i so impressed with what uh, I'm going to talk about uh, the coaching jungle first. and we'll talk about your podcast and some of the other things that you have going. But I'm so impressed with what you've built uh, on the with the coaching jungle, because it's a big community, uh, over 16,000 members. I think they're, uh, very engaged if you, you know, folks, I'm on the inside. So I see every single day, uh, a number of different faces showing up, asking questions, finding resources. How did you get started with that? It's you, have been doing it for a number of years now. Yeah.
1: Well, actually we're almost to 18,000 uh, members, oh. not, not to, you know, be uh, really paranoid about it, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, I started the uh, coaching jungle in uh, uh, September of 2015. So before the community launched, I had other Facebook groups. I used to have a Facebook group for past guests of my podcast only. So people like yourself that had been on my show. And um, I had a couple hundred people in there because my show at that time had a few hundred episodes. So it was a good size, you know, tight knit community. But what was happening was a lot of coaches who had never been on my show were requesting to join. They didn't notice the name of the group was Natural Born Coaches past guest. They just saw coaches and asked to join. So finally, after that had happened enough times, I thought, "Hmm, maybe I should have a Facebook group for any coach or aspiring coach, you know, open it up. And so I killed off the old group and opened up the coaching jungle and just put a really big push on it, especially in those early days. So it grew to the first 500 to 1,000 pretty quick. And then that's when it took on a life of its own. And here we are today closing in on 20,000 members
0: you were you doing all the moderation and and growth yourself in the early days I I think I imagine that's the case because that's how a lot of us start but you you have a moderation team that works with you now how did that transition
1: yeah so it was myself you know how it is for entrepreneurs often we're chief cook and bottle washer they say we try to do everything ourselves I realized pretty quickly I should bring some people in now one time I had um uh VA team paid VA team handling the uh, moderation didn't quite work out the way that I'd wanted to. Uh, So what I started doing um, after that was I currently have a team of uh, 16 volunteer admins from all over the world. Now, uh, some people say, well, why would someone volunteer for it? First off, they're people who are active in the community and they want to see it succeed and do well, but I give little perks as well. So for example, once a month, those volunteer admin can do one promo post, you know, for their business in there. That's a thank you for them uh, making efforts to moderate and to help with the growth of the group as well. So that's a really good model for anyone who's watching who doesn't want to pay out a bunch of money to hire people to look after the group because that doesn't always work out the best. Ah, uh, there are other ways to do it with volunteers, where it's a good win-win, where you can offer perks, and in return you get help with running the group. But I don't rec- recommend doing everything yourself as your group grows because it can take up a lot of time.
0: Yeah, I I love that model, and I've been you know as a member of the group. Uh, w- one of the things I appreciate about that is I do see the size of the moderation team, and I see that they're they're bringing a lot of value too. So I, as you said, it's got to be a fair exchange. They have to see what's in it for them that they can uh, share and promote their own coaching programs. But they're, they're bringing a ton of value to, uh, to and with folks as well. So that's exciting. And I think it makes a great experience for all your members in there. Just, it just feel has a different feel. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've seen you guys grow uh, so quickly. And, and it's one of the most engaged groups that uh, I don't think any of us need more groups in our in our daily yeah. experience. It's hard to keep up. But uh, yeah. you, you have one of the groups that I that I really do pay attention to.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And the people uh, that are helping me with the admin. I was very careful to get uh, people in different time zones. So I didn't want to have just everyone and say here in North America because that wouldn't make sense. So I've got people who cover the you know Pacific time uh, in the U.S. I've got a couple in Australia, I've got one in Israel, a couple in Europe, you know. So that way, when I'm sleeping or others are sleeping, someone's still uh, keeping an eye on it. And there's always going to be things that slip through. I mean, it's impossible with a group of that size that so you're going to get the odd spam that might slip through. But our community is really good with uh, reporting posts and comments that break the rules as well, uh, so we can jump on it. So yeah, it's working out really well uh, with it, and. Um, The other advantage, let's face it, is with business, I think image is important. And when people join the group and they see that there's 16 or 20 admins, it's like, wow, this isn't just a one-man show. It's a real community-type feel to it.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. And again, kudos you—you you really built a, a wonderful team and more so a culture and an ecosystem for people to thrive. One thing I notice in natural in um, the coaching jungle is there's a wide range of folks in there. So there there are people joining that maybe are looking for their first client. They're entering the coaching space, and so they're. They're on the earlier rungs, but they're looking for the the coaches, the mentors, the folks that will help them grow. That might be uh, several rungs ahead. And then there's some pretty big players in there as well. So a, a nice range of experience for folks to draw upon.
1: Yeah. So a lot of times people say, well, can I join cause, because I'm not a coach yet? And I say, look, it's really for of course coaches but also aspiring coaches who are just thinking about joining it or people who are interested in coaching we have um fairly strict uh, admission requirements so someone for example someone requested to join a while back that had like 2700 and some groups they were in <laughs> so i'm like well i think they might be a spammer who can manage <laughs> 20 or can be in 2700 groups uh or if they uh, y- you can have a quick look at their wall to see make sure there's no weird stuff in there and, and things but overall we keep a pretty tight rain on it. And I do think it's important to uh, have rules in a group and enforce them as well just to keep the wall clean and keep the conversation flowing and keep it going well. So uh, a lot of uh, groups, unfortunately, it's like the Wild West. Anyone can come in, anyone can do whatever they want. And that's a really bad experience for the people.
0: Yeah. So this we, we did a news panel uh, discussion on Monday and this topic came up and, and we had some folks there uh, on the panel who are also actively cultivating. So you may know uh, Landon Porter and, yeah. and Bree Seeley, They both have very active groups on on uh, Facebook. And I'm curious to hear your take on this because. It is really important to to moderate and create that culture and those expectations selective about who comes into the group in the first place. So it's not just an open door to anyone that wants to come in and take advantage. Uh, But we're talking, you know, we we live in a world right now where there's a lot of politics. There are protests. There are pandemics. uh, People are on edge. And that is spilling over into the group environment. Are you seeing that in your space? And how are you dealing with it?
1: I don't want to get you into trouble. Am I (laughs) I allowed to be unfiltered?
0: (laughs) Well, I I think the, to give you a little background. So, uh, both Landon and and Brie are, are, they're strong personalities, very outspoken. And they shared how they're, how they've sort of set up expectations in their group. And we saw a variance. It wasn't the same answer for both of them. So
1: it's a great question. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about a lot and I'm glad that you answered it because, um, before the, uh, protests going on now, it was COVID, everything went through that prism. And it seemed like everyone talked about that. And it is a bit of a balancing act. So when everything happened with George Floyd and stuff, um, we've had, we haven't had a lot of discussion in our group compared to I know Marie Forleo's been her her groups had a lot of stuff and and things like that. But uh, we have had some posts, we have a very strict rule in that group, no links on the wall. And um, we were enforcing it. So actually, um, someone had said to me, uh, one of my admins, Mark, you need to we need to put out a statement, you know, on this issue and we need to do this. We need to do that. And I said, look, I respect your opinion on it. This is a coaching group like we're not going to get into letting up uh, trying to decide what's good post, what's not. I said, I'm just I don't want to turn into a political or hot topic, social commentary type group with it. So in that case, what that, that admin as part of his perks, uh, he's allowed to do one promo post a month. And he said, can I put something up, you know, with some links and stuff, I'll make it clear. It's not um, coming from the coaching jungle. It's from me. And I said, look, as long as you moderate the comments and it doesn't descend into a real dumpster fire, go for it. And I can say that that post actually did go well. It, It was, um, it it didn't turn into something like crazy where thousands of comments and everyone fighting and screaming and stuff like that. But my, my point to him was um, I don't feel like I need to put comments out there in every political issue of the day. Um, I support people protesting any protest, by the way, I think even uh, the ones that are happening a month ago to open up the economy is very supportive of those. Um, But I uh, also don't support rioting, burning down buildings and what's going on in Seattle now (laughs) with that Chaz zone, to be totally honest. Um, So I tend to say everyone should protest and I don't think government should get into what's a good protest, what's a bad protest. And I also don't think group owners should have their arms twisted into jumping into hot political debates that they may not want to have. You know, like that's, this is a business group. There are thousands or millions of Facebook groups you can go into to debate politics. I think a lot of people are getting a little sick of politics and they want to be in a coaching group, in my case, to hear about coaching, not to hear about, um, you know, stuff being talked about on CNN or Fox or anything like that. So there's my hot take. I don't know that what the others said, but that that's my two cents.
0: Yeah, we. It, it's really interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll give the brief overview because I think that this is a topic that, that folks out there want to hear about. They're looking at at people like you, uh, Landon, Bree, who are managing these bigger communities. We do it over on LinkedIn with the Book of Experts. And um, they're looking to see how others are navigating these waters. And you know, for myself, I've tried to, to listen. I don't feel like that, that uh, this is a topic that I'm well-informed upon. Uh, so I'm just trying to listen and really uh, look into myself a little bit and seeing where my blind spots are and pay attention to what's going on. Uh, with Landon, uh, he talked about the culture and the expectations that he set up, I would say somewhat similar to yours, where this is what the topic of the group is. And these are the areas that we're not going to go into. And if you need that, go, there are other places where you can have that conversation, Hmm. uh, with Bree, she's taken a much more, um, proactive approach in her community because her clients, her people are reaching out to her and saying, I don't know what to do about this. And she feels it's very authentic within her voice to say. we, we, I am going to use my influence to talk about this in a productive way. Uh, so it's, it's, the response is varied, but I think the, the important thing here is that, uh, folks are trying to figure out what their voice is in the matter and what is the right fit for them. And how can we, how can we be, uh, create a positive influence in this? Um, and because it it is a world that feels a little turned upside down right now. It's
1: tough for me because I'll be honest, I'm allergic to virtue signaling and I see a lot of, um, white folks virtue signaling right now and so uh, so
0: break, break that down i'm not familiar i think i understand where you're going with it but break down that phrase because i don't i don't know what sure, yeah
1: means. i mean virtue signaling is basically someone putting a post on social media or maybe they're sending an email out to their list which um can come across at times as pandering like um trying to make it sound like they're holier than thou and that they're so enlightened and you, you and i aren't black we don't understand that issue we don't um I just finished listening to a book that somebody gave me with one of my audible credits um, around this issue to written by a black author to try to understand it. So I'm all for learning and stuff, but like I said, I'm I'm allergic to virtue signaling. And I do see a lot of uh, white influencers, frankly, who are uh, virtue signaling, pandering to get business, I believe. And some of them it's coming back to bite them in the butt because they're going back to something that they said, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. And all of a sudden they're, um asking for you know donations or money and stuff like that to make amends uh, with it and it's becoming a real shit show to be honest with, with some of these big name influencers i just don't i don't play the virtue signaling game <laughs> that's just me so that's where i was at when it comes to the coach coaching jungle i said this to my uh admin one of my other admin on her personal facebook um was getting beat up a little because she's taken courses on um, anti-racism stuff she's white and she put something on her personal Facebook um, around teaching a course around it because she wants to talk about this topic and lead other people through it. And she started getting beat up because they said, you shouldn't be doing that. You're white, so you shouldn't be teaching it. So it's very difficult because you feel like you're in a no-win situation uh, with it. But I just know for me, I just said, hey, it's my group. This is how I'm doing it. If you're not cool with it, you can leave. Um, and that's totally cool. There's lots of other groups out there. But I'm very, I'm not going to let people... Um, hijack my message or make me uh, comment if there's something I don't want to jump into, you know, I'm staying very focused on my business. I think I've done a good job with uh, COVID. And with everything else going on in this crazy 2020, Uh, staying very focused on my business, and it's still growing, when a lot of coaches are spending more time becoming political commentators, or um, social experts and stuff. And they're taking their eye off their business. And I think that's going to hurt them in the long run. But that's their choice. That's their business.
0: Well, one consistent theme that I'm hearing here from guests where we've talked about this topic over the last couple of weeks is that uh, being really thinking about the culture and the the experience and the expectations that you're setting up with your tribe, with your people, whatever that means for some folks. And like Mark, you have the podcast. We'll talk about that in a moment. But you, the group experience, the your email list or newsletter list, wherever you're com- communicating, uh, really being thoughtful about that process and what is in alignment with you, your brand, the voice that you've established with your people, what they expect and need from you, uh seems to be the most important step that we can instead of being reactive. Because I've also seen, as you mentioned, some folks that seem to be kind of trying to pile onto the topic because and I, you know, I just I know that may work in the short run. I've I actually have oh. some friends that that do this, the sort of news hijacking approach. I'm not sure that I've ever been comfortable or ever will be comfortable with that approach, even if it produces numbers. It's just not yeah. not something I want to partake in.
1: Well, so. it's a good conversation because I have a past client who's a dating coach, and of course, right now dating's strange because of COVID, right? So he was looking at uh, shifting his business to showing people basically how to date during a global pandemic. Uh, my concern, which I told him, is okay, what happens when this? uh passes which already you know things are opening up so it might be a hot topic now how do you find your dream partner, you know, during these times, but is it going to be that way in a year, I think it's very dangerous if you build your business on that foundation, because it is shifting so much. I mean, we saw, you know, a lot of people are guided by the media, they're, they're, okay, they open up or watch CNN or go to CNN.com. What what am I supposed to think about today? You know, is it a pandemic? Is it riots? Is it something else? And they're blowing around in the wind. Uh, So my suggestion to my client there, you know, build your business the way that you want, but just be mindful that a year's time that might not be a hot topic for people in the dating world and, and just keep that in mind
0: well mark i know you're up in new brunswick there so you'll recognize this quote but i think it goes back to gretzky saying skate where the puck is going not where it's been so. <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> don't get me started on gretzky because i'm a <laughs> leafs fan and his high stick on doug gilmore uh, back in 1993 <laughs> uh, uh, I'm i still bitter about that when he was looking <laughs> with the kings so (laughs) Uh
0: oh i I think i opened the can of worms on that one so uh mark let's let's talk for a second about natural boring coaches uh the podcast specifically but what you do outside of the coaching jungle because i think you you are so visible with that big community but you've got a lot of work with the masterminds the coaching and resources that you put together so i'd love to talk about that a little bit
1: before we wrap up here sure yeah so my podcast natural born coaches i launched it november 2014 and we're up to about uh geez we're closing on uh episode 666 <laughs> so i'm not sure if whoever lands as a guest in 666 is going to be happy with that one but uh, we're so we're close to 700 episodes we've covered pretty much every topic imaginable for coaches so um the podcast is a really big part of my business i say podcasting it's my show but then it also it's me going out on shows like we're doing now that's an important part of what i do Um, The Facebook group is the other important part of my business, which we talked about. And finally, uh, daily emails to my list is another one of my big pillars. Now, we could have a whole conversation about daily emails. People think I'm crazy when they, oh, my God, daily emails. Uh, But I've been doing those since April 2016, and I haven't missed a day yet. I'm such a big believer in daily emails, and I think they're really important. So those are the big three, the community building, podcasting, and the um, daily emails for my business
0: you you're doing something interesting with the uh and you'll f- have to forgive me because i i didn't write down the specific name of it but you also have a uh in real life hard copy newsletter that you do with a paid yeah. newsletter that you do with folks as well is that sort of a uh a compilation of some of your best stuff through the daily emails and you you're like a greatest hits kind of experience? Uh, No, actually, it's all exclusive content. So it's
1: not warmed over blog posts or Facebook posts or emails. Um, I don't write it on a stone tablet. I joke around. I got stone tablets in the backyard and I chip out the, you know, it's like the Ten Commandments. (laughs) It it is actually on ink and paper. There's no digital copy and there's reasons that I do it that way. And uh, I've got subscribers all over the world. It's called Secret Coach Club. And um, I've been doing that now since early 2017. And um, what it is, is I basically every month, those subscribers get that delivered directly to their door. I talk with them as if they're clients of mine. So I'm sharing what's working for my business, what's working for my clients um and it's again not just uh, warmed over other content it's exclusive stuff with it and uh, and me i enjoy writing so it's probably one of the most fun things i do for my business every month because i really enjoy writing that but it allows me to um focus so sometimes i'll do a theme issue for example Uh, just recently i did one around starting podcasts because i have so many people asking how do you start a podcast now all my subscribers have my whole game plan you know i dedicate a whole month to it uh, but it, it lets me also take the filter off i've got a mark's musings section in there so that's where i will sometimes get you know political but tie it into business and stuff and just hopefully make people think a little bit differently about things and yeah, it's a lot of fun there's um not a lot of print newsletters for the coaching world. I mean that there are other ones in business, but uh, it's different because most people say, well, gee, why can't I just get a PDF, you know, instead of a hard copy. And people seem to like that it's unique and they're getting something they can hold in their hands.
0: I think that in this world where um, things are more digital than ever before, that folks are craving those new and it's not you, it's not unique because people have been doing print newsletters for, for time on time, but it seemed I, I have a bunch of friends that are doing these these as well. And uh, it's creating that different experience and connection. Uh, yeah, you know, between folks. So. How
1: many times uh, I'm sure I told me you're probably like me, you'll download something thinking, okay, I'll get to that. And then it ends up getting lost on your laptop or collects virtual dust. Um, I actually subscribe to um, several print newsletters myself. And when they arrive to my home, I'm ripping them open, I got the highlighter out, I've got the pen, I'm taking notes. I go back to them several times a month, they're in a, a binder uh, in my bookshelf and and I really treat them like gold compared to if they're just a PDF that I got, I don't know if it'd have that same impact. So that's why I do it print only or big reason why I do print only.
0: I, I love that uh, example and archiving it, you know, uh, uh, you know, being able to to keep that collection and knowing that you're putting, because we, we value the things that we put our investment in, both in time and money into. So I think that's that's a great example. I'll
1: give a suggestion for your people. Anyone who's heard of Gary Halbert, the Mm -hmm. Prince of, um, fortunately, he passed away, but uh, he had a print newsletter for years, which was paid, and just like mine, people had to pay, and it got delivered to the door. Uh, but his um, family, after he died, they made it available for anybody, and it, it, that one is actually now in PDF form. If uh, I believe it's still available, if you Google um, Gary Halbert, let the Gary Halbert letter free digital or whatever, um, I ended up uh, killing a forest, <laughs> printing up all of them, and they're in my shelf as well. You wouldn't believe the amount of because uh, he had so many issues of that. But it, it's gold, even though they were written years ago, I get so many nuggets from that and I go back to them and I always get more from it too. So people might want to Google Gary Halbert, Gary Halbert letter, and they they'll
0: find those. That, that's a great mention. I appreciate that. Um, I think whenever we can be evergreen or ageless, or I like to think of it as more psychology than technology, we're hmm. going to win in the long run because it's uh, the trendy stuff that's, you know, I, I, I know you're playing the long game. That's how I'm playing it as well. Uh, one last question though, I, and this is a technology question, Mark. It's just a fun one, uh, because I'm curious, you're a smart guy. What technology do you wish existed? We're seeing a flood of all these new things, but is there one that's not here now that you wish existed? Oh, you, I'm going to disqualify you if, if you say flying cars, though, because <laughs> that's the one that's off the board. <laughs> That's one that always comes to mind. Yeah. You know,
1: I've been on a lot of these uh, interviews. I probably, probably do about 100 a year. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. So it's rare that I get a question that I'm like, oh, wow, that one. Well, sorry, once I had someone ask me if I believe in God on a podcast. <laughs> I was like, well, that came out of left field. <laughs> Boy, what one would I like? This isn't uh, possible at all, but I would love some sort of um, – person to create something that forces people to show up for a call on time and on time. Uh, So uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I think anyone booking calls will get the occasional no show, which is very frustrating when you take that time for that person, or they show up late. I have a rule now where I'll wait five minutes. Uh, So in the past years ago, 2014, when I started online, if someone didn't show up, I would keep, uh, well, at the time it was Skype which I'm not a huge fan of now, it's Zoom, but um, I would keep Skype open while I was working on other stuff. But then my brain's distracted because I'm wondering if Tobin's gonna show up in 10 minutes, 15 minutes or whatever. So now I wait five minutes and then I'm gone. And now if they message me half an hour, an hour later, or later in the day, hey Mark, I'm really sorry, I forgot about that. Can we hop on there? No, I'm not gonna do it. I'll make a decision if I want them to rebook if they have a legitimate concern. But I'm shocked at how many people online aren't professional, like you and I showed up for this. We were both here a few minutes early. We're professional and you know, you you probably had no doubt I was gonna show up. Unfortunately, a lot of people in the online space are just so flaky and flighty. They can't even handle their own schedule or calendar. And my suggestion to them, if you can't show up on time, go get a nine to five job where a boss is telling you where to be and when to be there, but don't be online because you have to be professional and show up when you're supposed to. So there's a long answer. It's impossible to create that, but I would love for someone to invent something to force people to be professional, not flaky.
0: Sounds like a shock collar, you know, some kind of, (laughs) uh, I'll be honest with you. So uh, my whole life I've been, uh, I've subscribed to the, uh, you know, uh, on time is late you know, be five yeah. minutes early for everything. so I, I hear you and that uh, I have also struggled with this topic I would say more in the last year or so because I've been shifting to uh, a deep work kind of format where I yeah. put my devices away and I might be working on pen and paper or doing something where I've just tuned the whole world outside world out and I've actually been caught a couple times unaware and made that mistake myself where, I overlapped on something. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's it's just a system issue on my end where I have to set it up, uh, you know, so I'm not, there's no chance where my deep work sessions will come even close to, to my scheduled sessions. But it has, I actually have struggled with that in never before in my life, you know, I'm, I'm 49 years old. So yeah. uh, you know, I've successfully navigated this for, you know, for 48 yeah. and a half years. Uh, but I,
1: I know, year. I had no idea that not saying that that's old, by the way, um, I turned <laughs> I turned 42 in a few weeks, but, um, I, I would have expected you to be lower. So I guess that that's a compliment, but, um, What do they say? 50 is a new 40. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm going to
0: say I I was fortunate because I had some easy mileage along the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Easy.
1: I I will say one of my uh, mastermind members missed a call probably two months ago. And it was surprising because he's usually on the ball. And um, I messaged him. I said, Is everything OK? You know, we missed you on the call. He said, I'll be honest, Mark. um, I got so into a book that I um, literally was just dove into this book and and, uh, ended up missing the time. And uh, I said, I I can't fault him for this because he's shown up every time and he got a lot from this book. So all the power to you. So my issue, if someone's doing, you know, Cal Newport deep work type stuff, that's great probably for your business. Um, It's more directed at the person messages a day later with, um, talking like, you know, uh, like, oh, gee, I'm really sorry. I uh, forgot, totally forgot about that call there. Uh, yeah, could we hop on a call today? Just very yeah. nonchalant. I think an apology goes a long way. If someone's dog got hit or, you know, there's something that <laughs> happened in their life, I'm not going to say, no, you're not, we're not going to book another call. It's when they're nonchalant and I get that sense, uh, my spidey senses are tingling that they're just not professional. I don't want to work with that person because then are they going to miss all of our calls and me be chasing them?
0: Yeah, yeah. Our time and attention is definitely the most valuable resource that we have to give. Mark, I appreciate you taking the time today to to join us, share some perspective on community building, building big uh, groups on Facebook. What you've been doing with your own, with the podcast, with the newsletter, with the mastermind, all those exciting things. I'm going to bring up the uh, Natural Born Coaches on the screen again too, so folks can see that and find you. Uh, online that way. Anything else that they should be aware of? Uh, where uh, A link, a doorway, a portal that they should use to enter your world?
1: Yeah, well, um, like you mentioned, the podcast, that's at naturalborncoaches.com. I also have a page with all my coaching stuff is at mark.coach, and that's mark with a C. Or there's the Coaching Jungle Facebook group, pop in, that's uh, coachingjungle.com.
0: Super. Well, uh, you can also find Mark over at bookofexperts.com. And uh, with that, I thank you, Mark. And we're going to head out with our outro music.